So now, part two of our episode starts right now. Security clearance level three or above is required to access files. Command codes verified. Welcome back to GGR Pirate Radio. Yes, welcome back, computer voice from Star Trek. That was actually uh, Gene Roddenberry's wife that did the voice of that. And then uh, I can't remember what Steve said the voice was, what we what we were calling the voice of uh, our British guy that does our voiceover. Chauncey, or Reginald. I think Reginald. Oh, y'all have a British guy? You, you, you just heard him. Oh. Welcome back to GGR Pirate Radio. Do you, you need to hear it again? Okay, fine. Yeah. Well, just because I like this intro. Y'all fans. You know what the password is that, that you're typing in right there? It's, it's boobs. <laughs> Welcome back to GGR Pirate Radio. See, British guy? Oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So just remember, if you ever need to log in to GGR Pirate Radio to listen because it needs a password, it's, 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 it's boobs, yeah. Now, the question is, is it boobs or is it 80085? Yes. It's, it's, yes. It's the thing that we all That's did. That's the answer. <laughs> it's the, it's the, it's the calculator upside down. <laughs> Look, it says boobs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We all we all heat ourselves to death. <laughs> so welcome back, guys. Uh, part two of our episode of the Endless Podcast that we're just going to keep doing forever and ever because we're having so much fun talking about things. Uh, joining us for tonight's episode of GGR Pirate Radio in studio, I have Miss Charmaine the Chauffeur. Hello, guys. In a world where MC Brooks needs a ride to Fredericksburg. <laughs> <laughs> Can perfect. we make this movie That's happen? Perfect. Oh God! You know what? Okay. We need to add Jason Statham. Have you guys? You guys have <laughs> never. You guys have never heard the Admiral Cluxon's fried chicken commercial, have you? Wait, what? Uh, I'm gonna say no. All right. So when we had John St. John on Comics Online Pirate Radio, when GGR was part of Comics Online, um, we had John St. John on, and he did a fake commercial for us. Because I always used to make fun. EK, EK the DJ, his last name is Cluxon. And I always used to mess with him. I was like, that sounds like an awesome name for a chicken restaurant. Yep. It and, it, and it became Admiral Cluxon's Fried Chicken. And it just grew from there. And we made him like a crazy like World War II veteran, but he was like super racist. Um, so here, here's, the, uh, here's the commercial for Admiral Cluxon's Fried Chicken. I'm hungry. You are? Yeah, let's get some food. Where can we go? Because I, I ain't got no money. We got to keep it local because there ain't no gas in the truck. You want to go to the Colonel? Yeah, let's walk. No, the Colonel, we had that three times last week. Wait a minute. You know oh, who? Come on, boys. Come on back down here and see your Colonel Cluxon get some hot chicken. <laughs> What's this new chicken you're talking about? It's extra dark and crispy. It's not racist. It's chicken. <laughs> Where, where did you get this recipe from, old Admiral Cluxon of fried chicken fame? Got it from your mama. Who cares where the recipe came from? The point is, it's my delicious golden dark brown fried Admiral Cluxon chicken. That's the point, boy. It's my recipe. I don't care what anybody says, even though I did steal it from that little wanker. I think this kicking chicken is kicking. That's a that's a chicken chicken and it's finger licking and I'm not dicking when I say <laughs> eat more chicken. Shut. 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 How, 
Longhorn you... from Looney Tunes? We, we literally, like, I couldn't keep a straight face. Like, I, I had a whole thing. We had a script written out and everything. And John St. John just went off on a tangent, like, in a, in a, like, a foghorn leghorn voice, but, like, but racist. And it was just, it was, was a racist foghorn leghorn. Oh just God. extra dark and crispy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not racist, it's chicken. Oh, my God. Oh, God, As you can see, we have we have fun when oh, we do this. Um, but anyways, oh. uh, guys, we are here to talk about the geeky nerdy news of the week. It's time for the geek sheets. It's time for the geek sheets. Here's the big news this week in the geeky nerdy world. So as you guys know, here at GGR Pirate Radio and the Great Geek Refuge, which, by the way, you can read this article. It is on greatgeekrefuge.com. It is right there at the top under Geek Sheets 8 slash 27 slash 18. We are big Star Wars fans. And there was some hey, huge news in the Star Wars front because Mary himself, Dominic Monaghan of Lord of the Rings fame, he is going to be in Star Wars Episode Nine. Now, we don't know. See, I was under a rock. I did not know this. We don't know who he's going to be. Ooh. He's just going to be somebody. I'm sure it'll be somebody short with large hairy feet <laughs> that has multiple meals before breakfast. Yes. Breakfast, second breakfast, afternoon tea, lunch, 11sies, the whole thing. Supper yeah. and dinner. I mean, 11sies is obviously the best. Yeah, yeah. 11sies. There's supper, there's dinner. Yeah, yep. there's, it's a whole thing. Um, <laughs> so he's going to be in the next Star Wars movie. The reason why we're bringing this up is because there's literally nothing else going on right now in the world. Like, this is this is the big news, is mm-hmm. that we've got a Hobbit that's going to be in the next Star Wars movie. And we thought that that was enough, right? Because, you know, that that's sort of big news. Yeah, and especially then, if you're a fan. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, they were like, hey, did you like Doctor Who? Uh, how about the 11th Doctor, uh, Matt Smith? He's going to be in Star Wars 2. And everybody was like, What? And playing a major role. A major role. And not yet. And not even like, I mean, what the hell's a major role? Like, he could be anything. And like, Skywalker, what is he? Yeah, he could be Luke Skywalker's son, maybe, that we never knew about. Right. Because Luke got bored on that planet, just sitting there chilling by himself. Who knows? He could be a, a dark Jedi. He could be one of the Knights of the Knights of Ren. Mm-hmm. He could be uh, Grand Admiral Snoke, or not Grand Admiral Snoke's, but Supreme Leader oh, Snoke's mm-hmm. uh, gay lover. We don't know. <laughs> yes, he that could is be very any possible. Well, he could, yeah. and then he could be very mad that Kylo Ren chopped him in half. You chopped in half my boo. Now you mm-hmm. have to pay. Now I you mean, have to die. Exactly. What, what kind yeah. of role would you envision for him, though? Um, mm. which like, if you if you were cast if you were doing the casting. Where would you cast him? Well, see, Matt Smith is such a good actor in general that, like, I feel like you could put him anywhere and he would be fine. Um, those those Doctor Who guys are no joke, man. Like, yeah, to to even to, to like kind of tie this into what I'm doing in, in my world outside of podcasting, mm-hmm. I've been watching Jessica Jones, which mm-hmm. I never wanted to watch. Ooh, boy, I want to yeah. punch Kristen Ritter in the face so bad. <laughs> yeah. She just she just has that <laughs> face. Like she just she just looks like everything you say. Like if you were dating her, let's just say you were dating her because you were like she seems like a nice enough girl. I'll give her a chance. But every time you <laughs> mentioned a restaurant that you'd want to go to, she would always roll her eyes, and you would just get sick of it. And you would just be like, "Would you? Just, how about you pick then? I don't know. We'll go wherever you want. Well, why don't we go to Bojangles? And then she rolls her eyes. You roll your Ugh. eyes at everything, Kristen Ritter. Make it. Ah, I hate you. Like, <laughs> but she's such a good actress. Mm-hmm. Holy yep. crap! But yep. not only that, David can David, I can't even talk. I'm so scared. David Tennant, David Tennant scares the shit out of me. In I this love ep- him as an actor. Yeah. 
like when he, when I saw him in Jessica Jones, I was oh, like, yeah. yo, right? Why are you being so creepy? I like, like you. That, exactly. Stop but that's, it. But that's what's so creepy about yeah. him. That's why he scares the shit out of me. He's because a great he's actor. He's creepy as fuck. But then he has these moments where you almost feel bad for yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Like he's a sympathetic villain. Oh at, yeah. At, at, at times. And Marvel has nailed that dude. Mm-hmm. And like. Tenant is just so good in that show, and like Absolutely. when you find out, like when he's like, "They tortured me and they turned me into this thing," and you're just yep. like, "Wait a second. And then Jessica puts him in that like that hermetically sealed room. Mm-hmm. Like, I almost felt I felt bad. I was like, Jessica, you you're going too far. And then you find out, oh yeah, no, they were trying to save his life. And then as soon as mm-hmm. he got powers, he started you know making him do horrible shit. Yep. I was like, yeah. okay, there should be <laughs> no way to make that character sympathetic. In the slightest. Yeah. And I don't just mean like yeah. the Purple Man in general. I mean that version of that character. And not only did they do that, yeah. they then turned it back around and go, oh no, you felt bad for him? You're a fucking idiot. We're going to yeah. keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been like, in the season oh, two? Oh, God. No, I, I'm at the, I just got to the episode where um, he stabbed his mom. He made his mom stab herself. Okay. Uh, okay. And they're trying to develop the serum. Yeah. But then, like, the, the twin, like, the female twin is, like, freaking out and, like, Jessica Jones, you're a jerk, and I'm going to make you pay. <laughs> like, I can't stand her, by the way. Um, but, like, the, she, Hope just stabbed herself in the neck. And, like, okay. they're at the restaurant, and they're all hanging themselves, and, like, Jessica just saved them. So, like, mm-hmm. that was the last episode that I saw. So we don't know okay. where Kilgrave is right now. Gotcha. And, like, he just took his dad. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think I got two episodes left, and, like, it, shit's about to hit the fan. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so good. But um, kind of pivoting back to Matt Smith. What would I want to see him in? I don't mm. care. Like, mm. Matt Smith is such a, a good actor. He, he literally eye. could just be, like, yeah. behind a bar, like, wiping the bar clean, <laughs> talking talking to um to Ray. Hmm. Jedi, you say. Mm. I knew a Jedi once. And I'd be like, Great. bravo, Matt Smith. Bravo. Oscar. That is yeah. Oscar right there. Exactly. <laughs> um, I got a feeling that he... I think they're gonna t- they're gonna cast him against type. I think he's going to be a bad guy because mm-hmm. if any if Star Wars has taught us anything, good guys always become bad guys when they cast him. But not only that, if you got a British accent, you're a bad guy. Yep, that <laughs> Ex- is very except true. for Alec Guinness. He was the like the only one. Yep, like well, and you and McGregor, I guess too. Well, but I mean and the same Liam, character. And Liam Neeson. Well, Liam Neeson's not. He's well. he's he's Scottish though, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but yeah, I think yeah, he's. What would yeah, you What would you want to see him in, MC? I'm the worst person to ask this question because you're not a Star Wars, not a big Star no, Wars person. I haven't seen any of the recent films, okay. and so I've like, been yeah. meaning to get him yeah. on a marathon. Yeah, so. it, yeah we're supposed yeah. to marathon that at some point. Yeah. Fix it. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah, fix it like, immediately. Rogue One is my favorite of the new ones. That's just my personal. Oh opinion. yeah, yeah. Rogue uh, One and it's really on Netflix, good. so mm-hmm. there you go. Yes, uh, Rogue I, One and Last Jedi both are pretty fucking great. Yeah, and your cue. There you go. Mr. Rambo, what, what do you think, or either one, what do you think he's going to do, or two, what do you want to see him as in the new Star Wars? Honestly, like, I'm not typically one for um, the, the sort of supposition on, like, who are they going to play and what are they going to do. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd love to see him play a villain. I really want to – there's a, there's a movie called um, – I want to say it's called Gangster Number 1 uh, that Paul Bettany – did a couple years ago uh he plays so malcolm mcdowell plays the modern day version of him uh and he's this i I fucking love british gangster movies um and paul bettany plays the young version of malcolm mcdowell's character uh 
and there is actually a scene, a deleted scene from that movie where Matt Smith plays another gangster that like everyone was terrified of. Um, and it's only like a two or three minute scene and it's fucking disturbing. Mm. Um, you only get to see him super briefly and it's really creepy. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 you know, for everybody who's, who's seen, uh, um, him as the 11th doctor, it's when you get to see him really like go to that dark place. Only it's that the entire time. Um, so he's, he can do really creepy, really scary guy, you know, pretty impressively. Um, so I'm hoping for that, but honestly, I'll take him in, in whatever fashion, you know, whatever he wants to do, I'm down for. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Like in, if you're asking like 10 year old Mike, who wanted to be Luke Skywalker, um, I want Matt Smith to be a Jedi and like come in and like mm-hmm. raise like in trouble. And Matt Smith shows up and he's like, Oh, I'm quite Jim. Smith, (laughs) and I'm a Jedi. I was Luke's master apprentice that Kylo never knew about. I want it to be like a soap opera. Like I want at the end to be like all these reveals, and you're like, you didn't know you had a long lost brother. What? Like I long gas like (gasps) exactly. I want stuff like that, and I want him like just kicking ass with a lightsaber. Zoom in on the face. Exactly. Right. Like and shows up like in the TARDIS, and he's just like he's like quick Ray, hop in. Like just I I don't even care. Like it's (laughs) you want a crossover. I don't even want a crossover. Like I just I just want like just for a minute just. I want like the little kid brain to have what it wants. And then right. like, and then like, it'll be like, ah, we're just kidding. This is what's really going to happen. Right. And then like, that was a dream sequence. Exactly. This like the, the real thing. Exactly. And the adult one, the adult one is like, you know, really good thought provoking movie. Like last Jedi was. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what I'm looking for. But either way, I'm, I'm excited no matter what. Um, so as far as topic number two, let's move to Danny Boyle. Oh, so, Danny Boyle. Yes. Oh, Danny Boyle. Boyle. The five sides. You were going to direct the next James Bond movie, but <laughs> now you're not, and we're all really sad. Um, fucking bummer, man. I know, dude. So he was announced as the next director for the next James Bond project, mm-hmm. and it fell through. Uh, recently citing creative differences, director Danny Boyle announced that he has stepped down and will no longer direct the 25th film in the James Bond franchise. Production was set to start at the end of the year. However, this news also comes with unavoidable delays. So, I just... I really would have liked to have seen him do this. I mean, he's done some great movies. Like, Train Spotting, if you've never seen it, is trippy and awesome and wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but 28 Days Later might be the best zombie movie. Oh, I love it. Um, I know everybody's going to go like classic and go with the Romero stuff and they say they love the Romero stuff which he is an icon he deserves his credit but 28 Days Later was a game changer it changed yeah. everything about the genre it mm-hmm. went from slow moving zombies to, to fast like, yeah shit yeah exactly <laughs> I'm like, going to die where it was like, because I'm fat <laughs> exactly and there's like there's a whole bunch of zombies coming in there but they're kind of just strolling by and you're like I, I got like, time I can't get away from this it's like, I think I got enough time to pack a couple of peanut butter and jelly is sandwiches is there still some food in that McDonald's exactly let me throw it in my backpack <laughs> you know let's get the kid hey, let's passive threat to act yeah threat. yeah exactly yeah and like not Hello? only that too you want to talk about okay. how you want to talk about how it like really subverts society like with our current rage-induced culture, which is always looking for a reason to be pissed off about everything, mm-hmm. and like the media just stoking those fires, mm-hmm. and these monsters being yeah. rage monsters attacking you at a moment's notice after being infected like that, right? Because you get infected in like ten turn seconds quick. later. Oh yeah, 
like it's it's, it's, it's like yeah. yo <laughs> i gotta yeah. go <laughs> no exactly it's it's some serious stuff but like it's I, oh, I'm, poor Brennan Gleason. <laughs> I'm 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 really excited about what he was gonna bring to it. And now I'm really disappointed that we're not gonna see it. And I I'm not a big enough James Bond fan to really care though. Is anybody are any of you guys like a huge Bond fan? Mm -mm. Nope. I've watched the no, movies, not really. but I'm not like a huge yeah. fan. Yeah. I've always watched the movies when they came out. The last one I saw, I saw Quantum of Solace. Mm -hmm. That was the last one I saw. And was that was that the last? No, no, the last one was Spectre. I, I think, think there were two more. Oh, Spectre was last. Yeah. There were two more after Quantum one. of Solace. Yeah. yeah, and like Quantum of Solace was all right, but like Casino Usually Royale. Skyfall. Skyfall's oh, yeah. fucking dope. Oh yeah. Okay, so Skyfall and then Spectre. So the, okay, so I'm two behind. I'll catch up on those. Um, <laughs> but like Quantum of Solace was just all right, but um, yeah, dude, Casino Royale was dope. Like yeah. that was yeah. That was the first time I've ever watched a James Bond movie and legitimately was like, I don't want to run into James Bond in a dark alley. He would <laughs> mess me up, dude. Like all the well, other all the other ones were like charming and nice and like they might kick your ass if you were a bad guy. But yeah. So if you like that, um I mean Quantum of Solace and Casino Royale are basically one giant movie. Yeah. But uh Skyfall what ends up happening post Quantum of Solace with everything with uh, um Vesper is James just gets fucked up and he becomes like a super self-destructive guy mm -hmm. um and so he has to he, he goes off the grid for a while and then he pops back up and they're like great well you were declared dead so you basically have to reapply for your job and in that case it means we have to retest you for all these things um and you have to reassess your double uh double o license and he fails all of his tests oh. uh, <laughs> because he's so fucked up and broken down um, so the, the, by the end of the movie, you know, over the course of the movie, it's just things not like completely going, not his way. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the movie, it is James Bond, no gadget. It basically becomes like home alone starring James Bond. Um, <laughs> and it's phenomenal. Uh, Javier Bardem's character is amazing. Uh, it, and I, and one of my most memorable moments in a movie theater ever came from that movie. And it's fucking great. Go ahead. Give us the story. Go ahead. So, uh, it gives away a bit of a plot point, but um, Javier Bardem's character was another double O agent uh, who he was in a bad place. Uh, things weren't going the way he wanted them to, and he was like, well, I can always, you know, chew my cyanide capsule. So he pops his tooth and he bites the capsule, and it didn't kill him. Um, so he was left, he was, he was abandoned by the British government. Uh, the cyanide didn't kill him, it just really fucked him up. And so he's he's the villain. He's the one who's like taking down everything from the inside or from the outside, rather. Mm -hmm. But he knows the inside and the, the actual machinations of MI6 or MI7 or whatever the fuck. But um, there's a scene where he where we first learn all that about him. And uh, Daniel Craig is tied to a chair and Javier Bardem comes and sits down directly in front of him. And he's been like super flirty and flamboyant the whole time. Uh, and now that we know that he's another double O agent, it's even a bigger deal. So they start seducing each other. They start like working the fucking secret agent magic. And there is a moment where I watched this. I'm pretty sure I watched it back home. So this was in uh, almost certainly in Greenbelt, Maryland, back in Peachy County. And we're watching this movie. And here's James Bond, you know, badass womanizer, you know, fucks anything that moves. 
sitting in front of Javier Bardem, and Bardem reaches over and starts stroking his leg, and he goes, there's a first time for everything, Mr. Bond, and Bond says, what makes you think this would be the first time? And I hear from behind me in whispered tones, genuinely befuddled and confused, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> this dude did not know what he had signed up for. <laughs> and it was amazing. It was so memorable. I think everybody has a moment like that in the movie theaters, right? Like, like I, I have, I, I have another one and it, but it's a completely yeah. separate movie. <laughs> okay. I had, I was at, um, we were, go- we were seeing Pirates of the Caribbean. It was like the third one, right? And uh-huh. at one point, there's some tender moment between Jack Sparrow and um, and uh, Orlando Bloom's character, right? And somebody made the Pirate Steve noise from uh, Dodgeball because they're like, there's this tender moment. They're both looking Yar. at him, and he goes, he goes, gar, and I just died laughing. Like that one, and then we were seeing uh, Kill Bill Volume Two, right? And when when uh, Uma Thurman's character finally meets her daughter. Oh. At one point, she's just like, you know, uh, Bill is asking her, you know, what do you think of mommy? Mommy's mommy's beautiful, right? But what's mm-hmm. better than beautiful? Gorgeous. And she goes, that's correct. And he goes, what, what, what's so great about mommy? Mama, mommy is the most gorgeous woman in the whole white world. That's the way she said it because she's little. And this black girl <laughs> in the back of the, stu- uh, back of the theater goes, white world? And like, <laughs> that was it. I was done. I was, yeah. That was, <laughs> Perfect timing. Like, you couldn't have timed it better. It was awesome. Right yes. When I was, right like, world. 13 or 14, the uh, the dollar theater near me, this is how long ago this was, the dollar theater near me Yeah. Um, was playing uh, Jumanji. Nice. Oh, and man. I'd seen it, like, four times by that point. But, you know, it's a buck, and it's a good movie. So I'm sitting there, packed theater. Um, the movie's called Jumanji. The game is called Jumanji. The word Jumanji is said... Dozens, if not hundreds of times throughout this film. Right. And so we're in the last scene where we're, the, 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 the sort of like the, the crescendo, the, the, um, the climax film of, of, the, of the film and the, the die stops rolling mm-hmm. and his and Alan's piece crosses the top of the board and Jumanji comes up on the screen and this woman behind me goes, Geronimo. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> And and with such confidence, such knowing, like, yes, this is correct. This is the right thing to be saying in this moment. We we just we make fun of my mom on a regular basis. God rest her soul. Like my mom was infamous for getting names wrong. Oh, my grandma is the same way. Yeah, getting bands wrong, getting song lyrics wrong. And at one point we're listening to some band, I don't remember who it was. And she was like, Is this the smashing mouth pumpkins? And I just died. I was like I was like, Yes, it's the smashing mouth pumpkins, Mom. And like That's a great band. From from that point I wanna listen to right? them. From that point we we do that all the time now. Like in almost like in, in loving memory, we make fun of my mom. Like where like if it's like some girl singer, you know, as mm-hmm. Rambo is such a fan of, right? And I like am. we'll be like, Is that Pinky Clarkson? Like Pinky <laughs> Clarkson. Yeah. I love when old people uh, do that, though. It's it great. is the funniest thing. My mom's it. been calling Otakon Octacon for like five octagon. years. 
My dad call, still calls it the Facebook. <laughs> the Facebook. Oh, God. I was on the Facebook. No, you weren't. Yeah. You haven't been on the Facebook in like 10 years. My dad, <laughs> my, my dad and he, he's old and adorable and doesn't get technology. He was on he was on there and he was like, your sister put something on there. The Bay, B-A-E or B-A-E. How do you say that? And I was like, who's, who's she talking about? And I was like, your, your, your son-in-law, Steve. Oh, well, why didn't she just say that? And I was like, I, I don't know, dad. What is the what, that, what the hell is that? Old old man. He's like, he's like, what the hell does that stand for? And I was like, um, don't worry about it. Just, just. Do you want me to send you more points on Candy Crush? Yeah, could you? Thanks. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've, I've never been a huge James Bond fan, but I definitely remember yeah. going to see Casino Royale in the theaters. Really enjoyed it. I really like Daniel Craig as it. I was, I feel like, unless they do something pretty dope with this next one, yeah, that we might lose bond for a good long while because mm-hmm. they don't have one cast they don't mm-hmm. have a director like nope. it seems like it's it's kind of losing it's, its in the standstill yeah well it's right now i'm looking at an article from screen rant came yeah. out yesterday yeah apparently they've approached the guy who do, who's done the big little lie series okay to mm-hmm. do bond 25 okay the uh i was looking up the um the perspective other directors that the geek sheets lists Mm-hmm. And they'd all be pretty fucking great. Um, David McKenzie did my my uh, new favorite uh, modern western, uh, Hell or High Water. Um, and uh, Yann Demange did a lot of British TV. Um, he directed the upcoming movie White Boy Rick. Uh, directed a series called Top Boy. Um, there's a show that I've been seeing on Netflix basically since I got like a Netflix streaming account called dead set, mm-hmm. which is, um, a big brother type series is running. Uh, and so we're seeing some of the behind the scenes stuff and there's a fucking zombie outbreak. <laughs> um, wow. and it manages to get onto the set. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it's supposed to be like pretty intense. Um, so yeah, these are all really quality choices. But yeah, man, fucking losing Danny Boyle, man. That is such a bummer. Because really he is. does... Not only did he do, you know, 20 Days Later, he did this movie Sunshine, which is fucking incredible. Um, one of my absolute favorite movies, uh, A Life Less Ordinary, is a Danny Boyle movie, and it's so goddamn weird. Um, <laughs> if you that, haven't seen it, the, you definitely should, and I will tell you nothing more about it. Cameron Diaz, Ewan McGregor. And Ewan McGregor, yeah, okay. and Stanley oh, Tucci, yeah. and yeah. Uh, Delroy Lindo, and Holly Hunter, and... Yeah. Oh, God. It's wonderful. Um, <laughs> speaking of projects that have grinded to a halt, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 has been announced as pretty much stopped for the time yeah. being. Like, mm. they, they've got mm. no director. Half the cast is like, F this. If you're not going to bring back Gun, then we're not doing it. Yeah. Like, it's... It's at a standstill. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, like Dave, Dave Batista specifically, DC native Dave Batista. Yeah. So we, we got, yeah. we got yeah, Dave's the first one to say, Hey, if you're not bringing him back, good. don't expect me to come back. Exactly. And yeah. like, he's a pretty integral part of that. Yeah. Of that series. He, his quote about it. One of my favorite things about his quote about it was, I will do all the things I am contractually obligated to do, <laughs> but I am not happy about this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it really makes sense though for Disney to really kind of put pause on this and say, "Hey, let's, yeah, let's stop. Let's figure out what the heck we're doing, and mm-hmm. and we'll recome, we'll come back to this." And 
they got enough stuff on the horizon that I think that they'll be all right. Like mm-hmm. they give Guardians a little bit too. So well, they have enough I'm, stuff on the horizon as far as they know. As far as we don't, we don't really know much of what's going on past. Yeah. Uh, what like for Phase Five, past well, we Avengers know, Four, we know we got. You we got, know Spider Man. We know you got Captain Marvel. Captain Mar- yeah, we Captain Marvel. You got Spider Man. Spider Man. Yeah, that's next year. And we know they're likely going to do a Doctor Strange two and a Black Panther two. So we know that much for the next phase. But yeah, not yeah, much beyond else. that could be anything. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, true. I've, I've I've even seen some rumors about Thor four. Hmm. About hmm. Thor about and I, I just read those this week. Yeah, with Creek with uh, Hemsworth still wanting to. You know, re- he, right. yeah, he still wants. He still wants. He wants to sign a new deal okay. to reprise it. I know Evans. Going forward. I know Evans is pretty much done. Yeah, so I think yeah. Oh yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's going to want to leave for a while. Yeah, he's out. We'll see. We'll see the last of Cap. I think in, in four for sure in Avengers four. I mean, he yeah. said he said that was what we were. Yeah, gonna that see, was so. his yeah. end. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm. I'm good. No, man, you're good. Because I the 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 rumor I keep hearing about Guardians Galaxy three is like, oh, Taika Waititi should do it. Taika Waititi should yeah, do it. That's yeah, that's what everybody's saying. And. I I love Taika Waititi. I love um, I Ragnarok. I've yeah, been a Ragnarok. huge fan of mm-hmm. the entire time. Um, he's an incredibly talented guy. Mm-hmm. The nerd in me very much wants him to make this movie. Mm-hmm. The human being in me is like, stay the fuck away from that because <laughs> yeah. all you're going to get is shit. No one, no matter how good a movie he makes, mm-hmm. any director who comes onto this mm-hmm. is going to get shit on by everybody yep. because... No matter what, it's going to be, yeah, but you're not James Gunn. Right. Yep. And considering and the fanboy reaction, not the fan it. reaction, but the fanboy reaction yeah. to Ragnarok, um, which is perfectly in line with Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. it hmm. it's just more, like, I don't want him to have to go through, like, the kind of shit that Ryan Johnson and Kelly Marie Tran and oh, just yeah. a number oh, yeah. of really yeah. talented Everybody. people I mean, had Daisy, to deal with. Daisy Ridley is dealing with it. I mean, like mm-hmm. every oh, single, fuck yeah, man. Yep. every single person. Like that's the other thing too is like I just don't understand why they're actually running their own Twitter accounts. Like why <laughs> yeah. isn't there like some Disney intern running that joint? You know, yeah. whenever somebody's just like you're a horrible Star Wars character, you know, and they're just like may yeah. the force be with you, tee and just like that's it. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like no, be like Wendy's. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what, you know what. That's what they need is they need yeah. somebody whoever, running those Twitter accounts like Wendy's. Wendy's needs yeah. to run theirs. Yeah. Hey, you suck as you suck as Ray. Hey, guess who's not in a Star Wars movie? You. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I need I need to tweet at Wendy's because I had the best bacon cheeseburger I've ever had today. Well, there you go. Oh. Let us know if they retweet. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, sure they will. Back. <laughs> I'm sure they will. It was. I went in just before the lunch rush, mm-hmm. so everything was completely fresh, oh. and it was honest, like and nice in and hot. My entire life, it was the best bacon cheeseburger I've ever had. Nice. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's that's always that, that's always the best. Like, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when you get them when you get them fresh. Yeah. Um, I'll give them a plug real quick here too. Uh, the next time you come down Rambo, we're going to a place uh, down the street from here that's run by a buddy of mine named Eric. Uh, it's called Gourmelts. Mm-hmm. Every yes, you told about yes. told me about this. Every time I go to Gourmelts, they manage to impress me again. Like I've been three or four times now, and every single time I go, every sandwich I have is just like it's dead mm-hmm. on. All good. Yeah. If you're on a diet, um, take a day off. Yeah, take take a cheat <laughs> day. Take a cheat day. Off. Leave that diet at home. <laughs> just and come out and have a good time. Yeah, exactly. Dude, it's, I'm I'm one of the biggest mozzarella stick connoisseurs you'll ever meet, and those. <laughs> 
just dope, weren't they? I had a, it was like it was like a spiritual experience. Yeah. It was they were so good, that and they're cheese. and they're handmade. Oh yeah, which is crazy. Like, yeah. Wow. What? Eric Eric knows his stuff, man. All the all the meat that is there, it's all smoked by him. He's got his own smoker. Like it's it's legit. Like we had a we had a party at his house one time, and he uh, did a whole uh, pork shoulder, just smoked it. Oh. And like it was, mm. the, I just like parked myself in front of that and just like picked at it for like hours. And like his dog <laughs> just was like sat right next to me. And like we had an agreement. The dog was like, "All right, I'll, I'm just gonna sit right here, and you just give me some pork every mm-hmm. now and then." And I was like, "I, I think we have it. I got you. Yeah, we got this dog. We're good. Got you. Yeah. So here's oh, the I thing about this. Guardians. I, I liked, I liked the first one. The second one was okay. Mm-hmm. The only thing I didn't like about it was like it was. You know those movies that they'll do where they you, you know that they're gunning for an Oscar and they try to drum up the tear moments, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like the tearjerker moments. I felt yeah. like this one was like, Guardians Two was like that the gar- with yeah. Yondu because they were like they were like oh, he's your daddy but he's not your you know he's not your dad or he's your father but he ain't your daddy and I'm like oh but you are the guy who was abusive as fuck to him right okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever Mohawk get the hell out of my face yeah. like it's. Like I got what they were going with, but like at the same time, like mm-hmm. it, it felt like a very like boy named Sue moment where it was just like mm-hmm. you had to be tough or die, mm-hmm. and it was like, no man, take your arrow and just leave. Like yeah. I'm, I've had enough of you. And everybody was just like, that was so sad. And I'm like, what is wrong with you people? Yeah. Like, like no. the way they made it out to be was very. I mean, it was beautiful. It was nice. They send them off and it all was. that stuff. But I remember yeah. I liked the first one better than the second Guardians. Oh too. yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the second one had a lot of really good jokes, which, I mean, is always... Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that that intro scene when Baby Groot's just dancing oh, yeah. while they're oh, fighting yeah. that, like, giant, <laughs> yeah. like, like whatever that thing was, the thing with all the tentacles, yeah. mm-hmm. that was that was pretty awesome. That was, like, one of the most innovative <laughs> opening scenes I've ever seen. Yeah. That was... I really I really enjoyed that. So that's going to wrap it up for the Geek Sheets for this evening. Marcus, you got something else? Uh, well, I just have a question. It's actually yeah. completely unrelated to anything we've discussed. That works. Uh, do we have a? Is there an episode discussing like the future of the MCU coming up? No, we did the Marvel Netflix stuff last week. Okay, but we haven't done the MCU yet because this guy who we have on via Skype right now, Mr. Mm-hmm. James Randall, yeah. he's like my go-to Marvel expert. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So oh. we will have him in studio when we talk about the MCU. Okay. Cool. Well, I'll save right. what I was gonna what I was gonna ask then. Go ahead and ask it. It's fine. <laughs> okay. I'm so well, curious. So we had um, we had an Avengers four leak this week. Oh. Which we 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 have a shot where we see Tony Stark in Wakanda, presumably talking to Shuri. And so there's a, a rumor kind of circulating now that one of the things the MCU might try to do going forward mm-hmm. is they might, and I know this isn't uh, comic canon, but they may try to. Turn Shuri dude, into Ironheart, dude. Into Iron yes. Heart oh, that'd be dope. Yes. For the for the next phase. Theories of that online. Because like, you take yo. that girl who's got incredible intellect when it comes to technology and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and Tony Stark's just like, hey, here you go. You know, have the keys to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And she's mm-hmm. just like, oh, but you have Starbucks there? Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like, would, <laughs> In Disneyland? Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, I, I feel like that would be a really good crossover point. And then like that makes her a new Avenger. Mm-hmm. And yeah. To play to replace Tony as Tony retires or dies or whatever it is that they're going to do with him in this one. Yep. Um, but like, I would love to see an Avengers team that's Black Panther, Ironheart, uh, Shiri Ironheart, and Captain I mean, Marvel. I'm I'm thinking we would see. I don't know if she's going to become an Avenger. She might. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, she's. I mean, she already is an Avenger in the yeah. comic book canon. Yeah. Like supposedly the strongest Avenger. Yeah. But like Bucky is Cap. 
Because I know mm-hmm. that, that Sebastian Stan has signed on for a lot more movies. Yeah, he, yeah. he has. A, he has a good. I think like three more films. Yeah. 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 A cap. A cap. Bucky and cap I, would be and I cool. assumed it would either be him or Falcon that would take over once uh, Chris yeah. Evans yeah. leaves. Uh-huh. Falcon. Falcon Cap would be pretty dope too. Which, by the way, if you're a fan of art and you wanted a really really oh, dope oh, print <laughs> the of of Falcon Cap punching out an alt right uh, d bag, mm-hmm. uh, check out Mr. James Rambo's uh, Etsy page because you can pick Thanks, it up man. there. Yeah, I mean like. I, I, I love that I love that piece. So there you go. I mean it's a it's a great way to show that you love comics and you hate racism. So there you go. I put that up on Imgur yeah. like a fool. Um and I got the singles like the strangest and stupidest reactions I've ever gotten to a piece of art. And it wasn't even just like, oh, we should just punch everybody we disagree with because there were a couple of people like that. Mm-hmm. Um but it was like it's stylized. Like I have a very cartoony style. Mm-hmm. But uh, for some reason, a bunch of people thought that both Falcon Cap and uh, the Richard Spencer, that's not Richard Spencer, but is Richard Spencer, <laughs> getting punched mm-hmm. were both Hitler or one was Hitler, but not the other one. And it kept alternating between comments who was and wasn't Hitler. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> people ask me, like, why is Hitler dressed up like Captain America punching this guy who's nobody? <laughs> I'm like, I, What? Where what is happening? He's got a little <laughs> tiny bit of a shadow underneath of his nose, but it does yeah. not even. A shadow. It does yeah. not look like a Hitler stash. Right. Just, it looks like a shadow. It's a Hitler stash when you it's, see it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and I, I had to stop and go, okay, I, I'm going to assume these aren't troll comments. And I posted if I was like, this is Sam Wilson, who was Falcon, as Captain America. This is what his costume looks like. And I just had to walk them through the whole thing step and, you know, explain step. a joke. Yeah, God, that's the worst and, though. It's like it's ugh. like if I have to explain my art, then I then I failed, you know. And it right. just it, ugh, and you didn't so though. Bad. That's the thing is it's this great piece, mm-hmm. and like these people are just idiots. Like, Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of that's course. their issue. Yeah, so <laughs> their problem. That's this week's geek sheets. Uh, check it out on greatgeekrefuge.com. But no else you can check out. I just finished my review of Luke Cage season two. Yes, you can check that out too. Well, it is for the most part spoiler free. Mm-hmm. because I started going into spoilers at one point and this damn thing was like six pages long. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> hey, I liked it. These guys are really good characters. I liked this part. The fight scene with Iron Fist was, was really dope. I really enjoy Iron mm-hmm. Fist. Really not sure why. I have a lot of things to question about myself. <laughs> um, but like, and that, that was basically the article. So like, check it out. That's up there as well. Um, everybody has seen season two of Luke Cage, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. The ending. We got to talk about the ending. Okay. First off, I'm sad to see Mariah go. Yeah. I know yeah. she's yeah. evil incarnate. But man, Alfred Woodard, we're not going to get her in season three other than like flashbacks. She was such a good villain. She was. Yeah. I am sad to see her go, but I was not nearly as sad to see her go as I was to see Copperhead go. Yeah. Yeah. Copperhead? No. Am I making that up? Wrong wait, character? No. Wait. Um, which one? Are you talking about uh, um... Marshall Ali? Oh, that's, yeah. that's Cottonmouth. Yeah, Cottonmouth. Yes. Cottonmouth. Yeah. Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth. Copperhead. Cottonmouth. Whatever. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> Snake guy. Uh, Cottonmouth. Yeah. He, he, he felt like. He definitely should have stayed longer. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So I am the odd man out among many fans uh, in that I thought that the first season of Luke Cage was good, not great. And the parts that didn't work worked really poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly yeah. like the further along in that season it went, the worse I, the, the the less I enjoyed it. And then the second season delivered on 
literally everything I wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but Cottonmouth, hands down, across the board in that first season was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. We, I, I totally we agree. lost yeah. him. I was just like, ah, okay. I just. Yeah. I was. Yes. I was hoping they did something like he would disappear for a few episodes and then like come back to life or have yeah. something happen where he was rehabilitated or some, something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until she smashed his head with the mic stand. I was like, <laughs> oh, like, he's, oh yeah. he's, he's dead. He's not dead. coming back. He's dead dead. Yeah, he he's dead. Yeah. yeah he, he dead dead. Yeah. <laughs> dead. Um, that series, like, if you guys have ever seen the movie Full Metal Jacket, mm-hmm. um, Full Metal Jacket is two movies. The first part yeah. is like when they're yeah. in basic training and it's like everybody who's been in the military watches that movie and loves it, which is messed up because this whole thing is like, it's it's like it's like Stockholm syndrome. You're just like, oh god, I love this movie, and you're just like, man, this is traumatic as fuck. Um, but like the second half of that movie is a completely different film. That was season season one of, of uh, Luke Cage. The first half, yep. up until the part where Cottonmouth died, was one season. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she killed that that Mariah killed him was fine. It was then all of a sudden we've got Luke's half brother Striker showing up, and he get, puts mm-hmm. on this this stupid suit where he looks like Ugh. one of the American gladiators, and it was just like, no, this is not working for me, dude. Yeah. And that was awful. It was forced. It was contrived. He was mm-hmm. a shitty villain, and it was just like, it, I just I, I didn't it I did didn't not work. enjoy the second half of that season. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I, I wish they may have I wish they may have done like maybe the first half of season two where yeah. Mariah was clearly. The villain yeah. and tack tack that on like post cotton mouth where you see her kind of oh, I see really yeah. take over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been, been yeah. much better. Yeah. It's almost like if you took out that second half of the first season of Luke Cage and you just put the first half of season two back to back, all of a sudden it's a cohesive story and it makes way more sense. Yep. Right. Um I really liked season two. I did too. Um what was great about it was the it wasn't domestic violence. Well, it was because it was violence between two people that were in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But when Luke loses his shit and punches the hole in the wall mm-hmm. and Claire just like, nope, we're I'm done. Out. Yeah, that was go. that was so realistic. Yeah, that was, was so yeah. realistic. It was like hats off to them. And I said it in the review. Hats off to both those actors because that was played so well. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, you actually hated Luke Cage because mm-hmm. he was like, Claire. Claire, you know I would never hurt you. I'm sorry. And you're like, fuck off, Luke Cage. Yeah. You know, like, well, you you literally turned on the hero. And mm-hmm. you were just like, dude, you've become you've become the thing that you were trying to stop. Right. Yep. And but, it was it was so well played. Yep. I was more annoyed with Cla- <clears throat> I was more annoyed with Claire that entire that entire episode. Yeah. Because I I don't like the idea of like her, how she uh, went yeah, to his like, dad. Yeah, like yeah. I, don't, I don't like the idea. Like it was kind of it was kind of a dick move. Yeah, like yeah. you can't force people to process trauma mm-hmm. in the way that you yourself would process said trauma. Yeah, you don't have the relationship with his dad that he has, and it's impossible for her to have known how deeply affected Luke was mm-hmm. by his father being the way that he was, mm-hmm. and so like. It really annoyed me, like I like, and I can tell she wasn't doing it from a malicious uh, standpoint. She was legit trying to help, right? But it, it yeah. was also not her place because it's not her situation, right? And she, she, like, she didn't help Luke in any way by trying to force him to do something that he himself that he was not ready for. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, totally agree. Um, but like the next point that I saw. Um, I got why people said that it was creepy with Mariah oh, yeah. and, and Shades. I got it. 
But like as I <laughs> as I processed it, and I asked Facebook, I talked to Facebook about it, and a lot of people really put it into perspective. Mm-hmm. I I I those two embodied what the other person was looking for. Yes. Mariah wanted power, and she loves attention, and she loves everybody showering attention on her and saying how great she is. Mm-hmm. And when when he when Shade saw her kill Cottonmouth, even though Cottonmouth and him were boys, mm-hmm. she was like, I respect the shit out of her because she's gangster. She's going to do what she needs to do to get where she needs to go. Mm-hmm. And like that was automatically, he's attracted to power, and she is the embodiment of it. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. is, he's young, he's ambitious, he's willing to do whatever needs to be done, and that's what she needs. Mm-hmm. So maybe she was using him, because we already saw that she used her daughter, because yep. she was just using her as a political uh, pawn to get what she wanted to make that uh, foundation, or whatever the fuck it was called, like, make that work. Like, oh, look, it's the family's first initiative, and here's my daughter, we're family. Like, we all mm-hmm. saw that. Yeah. But, like... It makes you wonder, because she, like, towards the end when she was just like, no, Shades, I really care about you. You're like, eh, but do you? Yeah. Do you really? <laughs> you kind of left them by the wayside. A yeah, bit, so. exactly. You dropped them like a bad habit. Yeah. Let, let's be honest, Mariah. But, like, I saw why people saw it as creepy. It was cr- But, like, I thought that it made sense for them. Yeah. But it- also, too, you want to talk about character depth and change? Mm-hmm. Fucking Shades, dude. Yeah. He went from just, like, a gun-toting thug to, like, all of a sudden, he's got this like almost like Bushido-like code mm-hmm. where he's just like, this is the code of the streets, and this is what you do. And mm-hmm. when he called out Luke Cage at the end, he goes, he goes, that's the first step. He's like, you're not polite anymore. Yep. It's, it's little things like that where you're just mm-hmm. like, all right, you know what, Shades? You might be a piece of shit, but at the same time, I respect you. He killed somebody that he loved. Yep. He killed his best friend slash like Lover. more than that. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. They were more than friends, yeah. and he killed him because he violated that code. That's how much that code means to him. Is that he was willing to kill somebody that's that close to him? Yep. Yep. Like that's and, that's yep. incredibly deep. Go ahead, Rambo. Dude, to have a fucking male, uh, uh, like a fucking gay relationship in that show. Yeah. Yep. Uh, even like as subtle as they were, which was you know very subtle in places and very not subtle in other places. Yep. Yeah. Fucking yep. ballsy move. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Especially with two and, guys that are trying to play a role that is all about. Like being alpha male, being yep. tough mm-hmm. dude, and like yeah. that's not a tough dude move. And no. like, and shout out to Thomas Jones who played Comanche. Yeah. yeah, he's a former NFL player, which I did not know before. No shit. That. Yeah, Thomas mm-hmm. Jones who played for the New York Jets, played for the Jets, the Bears, and someone else. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I saw an interview with him for Hot ninety seven from Big Stone Gap, Virginia. Yeah, I know Thomas Jones. Yeah, because I yeah okay. Tom, I, yeah. and this was this is his first major role post NFL career. He took a couple years, took some acting classes, and managed to get a role on Luke Cage. And I thought his performance was fantastic. Hey, he went to UVA. He did a phenomenal yeah. job. Yeah, I remember. I remember Thomas Jones. I remember his career. I didn't realize that was him. I, th- Holy I shit! <laughs> That's awesome. Apparently, he was in Straight Outta Compton too. Oh yeah. 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 He played large man. Large man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bill Largeman. Yeah, no, I loved him. <laughs> Bill Largeman. Largeman. <laughs> but um, the power dynamic between – I think one of the things – I think the, the other reason that I think people were so off-put by Mariah and Shades too was generally when we think of people – like we – 
we gen- we have a pretty set idea of how we view people who express their care and affection for each other. And mm-hmm. I think because of how, because of their personality types, the way they express their affection or care towards each other mm-hmm. was very non-traditional because they both sought power yeah. or yeah. they were both attracted to power. It's not the same type of things like, oh, they're so caring. You know, they care about my feelings, blah, blah, blah. Because it didn't present itself like that. I think that's probably mm-hmm. another reason that people were also probably really put off by their relationship and why when they did have seemingly intimate moments, it came off kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally get it. it. It makes sense. Like, it's it, still, I was incredibly. And the age gap. Yeah, the age gap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that's the thing is, like, there's a certain point where the age gap is, like, not really a thing. You know, like, it's, I mean, these are both grown-ass adults. You True. know, like, and. Honestly, like let's 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 take this back for a notch, okay? Let's just say, I mean, because Mariah, how much older is Mariah than him? Because I know that her and Cottonmouth are supposed, or him and Cottonmouth are supposed to be roughly the same age. So we'll assume they're in their thirties. So Mariah is what in her fifties? Yeah, yeah, right yeah. around there, maybe yeah, even early sixties. Yeah, I mean, we can all we can all say that at some point in our either as men or Charmaine as a woman, there was somebody that was about 15 to 20 years older than you that you were just like, I don't even care, would totally still do that. (laughs) And we've all totally been there. Um, Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And, like, with with this show in general, I'm still, I feel like there's something missing. I like Luke Cage, Mm -hmm. but there's something that's missing about his character, and I can't put my finger on it. Mm -hmm. And... I'm just, I'm waiting for something more from him. And honestly, I didn't really, I had to rewatch it. I had to rewatch that last episode because when the lawyer is just like, hey, you've got the club. And he's just like, no, I don't want it. Burn it to the ground. And I was like, all right, good for you, Luke. And then he's there. And I'm like, wait a minute, you just told him to burn. What? Why did you change your mind? Yeah, exactly. And then why didn't you just say, like, you know, don't say anything and then fade out and then we know what your decision is. Why would you say no, burn it to the ground when you're not actually going to do that? Like, it just, it was very... Yeah, and didn't, like, Claire show up at the club or something? And he told Claire to go home. He was all like, tell her to go home or something like that. He's still mad at her. What? He's still mad at her. I'm like, okay. Which, I don't even know why he's mad at her. She should be mad at him. Right. But maybe, like... See, I think that this <laughs> this could actually be a really good thing for him as a character yeah. because it's going to force him to do something. Yeah. Yep. Because right now everybody else is telling Luke Cage what he should be, mm-hmm. and now he's decided I'm the yeah, sheriff and this true. is how I'm gonna do stuff. Yeah. So yep. we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to season three. They got me hooked. I'm in. See me as a yep. hero, so I might I, as well run this club. Exactly. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think that's also one of the things they wanted to explore, and they they did a good job setting it up for season three because they say going into season two. They wanted to explore Luke Cage, like who Luke Cage was as a man, not just as a superhero, mm-hmm. but as a man, and that's why they had the. This, that's why they brought in the storyline of exploring that relationship with his father, and mm-hmm. kind of seeing the you know Luke trying to process, yeah, through the, going through the season trying to trying to process the trauma that he experienced at the hands of his father, and from learning what he learned with his half brother who was. Mm-hmm. His, friend and all of that at the same time and i think they're going to do a good job they did a good job setting it up for season three so now we get to see even more now that luke is kind of in this kind of gray area that he really wasn't at in seasons one or in parts of season two i I love that d-dub called him out though when Mm -hmm. they were in pops and he was like you gotta go 
He's like, this is Switzerland. Yeah. Get yeah. out. Like, that was so ballsy, that kid, but it was so awesome. Because yeah. you know he idolized Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he had the nerve to be like, I, you can't do that here, brother. And, right. like, it was it was just awesome. It was really, really cool. And, like, I, I, I really, really enjoyed it. And going back to Jessica Jones, I'm really enjoying the hell out of that series, too. I can't wait to see how that ends. Mm-hmm. Like, I normally will go through and wiki stuff and read, like, how this, the plot ends. I'm not doing it with Jessica Jones. That's right. how excited I am. Mm-hmm. Because okay. I don't want to ruin it. Because, before, yeah. Before you get to season two, I'm curious. How do you feel about Trish right now? She's all right. She's all right. I don't really have a problem with her. She's fine. Is she going to do something in season two that's going to piss just, me off? Just, just watch. Oh. <laughs> well, she's Patsy, she's Patsy Walker. She's going to become, what's it called? Um, Hellcat? Yeah. Just, is she, she going to become Hellcat in season two? Uh, <laughs> don't ruin it. Never mind. Just don't tell me. Yeah. Okay. I haven't just finished works. season two. Oh, you haven't? Okay. Well, I, I guess the, 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 the real answer is no, but... Right. Certainly not yeah. what I've seen. Yeah, there's yeah. Okay. there's stuff you can tell they're laying the groundwork for that right. to eventually be a thing. All right, Rambo, we both have to watch season two, and we'll 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 discuss. We'll we have, can do another episode. It'll be like a bu- it'll be like a book club. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm about halfway through it, okay. and I honestly keep forgetting I haven't finished it. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's not a good sign. Yeah, no, Ooh, I, that's I, yeah. I felt I felt the same way because I kind of forced myself to f- go through. Uh, season two of Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. It gets better, but it, it didn't grab me like season one did. Yeah. Gotcha. And I love season one. Yeah. So I want to start a new segment here on the show because uh, we got to wrap things up. We've been sure. going for a while now. <laughs> um, James Rambo made a quote on one of the first episodes that he was on with us, and it, it's going to be a new theme. Ooh. Don't watch bad media. <laughs> yeah, don't do that shit. I, I quoted it. I quoted it in my Luke Cage article. Mm-hmm. I was like, I enjoyed it because if I didn't, I wouldn't watch it. Hey, James Rambo, new GGR contributor, even said right here, "quote Don't watch bad media." The new segment is going to be: we're going to go roundtable. Each person gives us one thing that they're watching that everybody else should be watching too. And I will oh. start you off. Okay. On yeah. Hulu, if you're like me and you've cut the cable and you no longer have regular cable. Hulu has this really cool thing where they actually give you regular cable shows, maybe like a day or two after they show on regular cable, right? The show is on NBC, and the show is called Making It. It is with Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman from, um, from um, why can't I remember? Parks and Rec. There it is. Mm-hmm. And it's basically crafting. It sounds so lame, right? It's like people who are good oh, at like paperwork or people yeah. are good at woodwork or people are good at <laughs> stitching or, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And they just create stuff. And it sounds like a really simple premise, but it's so fun. Mm-hmm. It's such a cool thing. Like you get to see just creativity just exploding. But also too, it fits into this new great category of shows that are on Netflix and Hulu. Mm-hmm. If you're stressed out, maybe what's going on in the political world is just making you wish you could smash your head against a wall and you need some chill drama free TV to watch. Right. You can't watch orange is the new black. Cause it's too intense. Everybody's trying to get shanked. You know, it's just, I don't got time <laughs> for this stuff. Like maybe you just need some chill TV. Mm-hmm. The great British break. The great British baking show is baking one of com- them. Yes. Um, I love that one. Anthony Bourdain's um, parts unknown, which oh, bless his soul. God rest his soul, oh. man. I love Anthony Bourdain, but that's a great show to watch yeah. to just chill and learn about awesome dope food mm-hmm. and crazy ass parts of the world. This show, 
making it is perfect for that. It's happy. It's mm-hmm. not one of those reality shows where everybody's like cutthroat and be like, I'm going to kill you if you steal my project. <laughs> no, it's like, it's totally chill, mm-hmm. but it's so awesome. And all these people root for each other. Mm-hmm. And it's just like this one dude like makes pennants and stuff, you know, like, hey, Boston Red Sox makes a pennant. Like he does like s- stitching work, right? Mm-hmm. They had to do something for a kid to play with. Mm-hmm. And he made a taco truck that had little felt tacos that you could make yourself. And it was the dopest thing. I want one for myself. (laughs) Like, it was so cool. Like, that's the example of the kind of stuff that they do. And it's just, it's really, really fun. It's on Hulu. There's like nine or ten episodes. Definitely check it out. Um, If somebody's got something, go ahead and give me a shout, and you can go next. Okay. um, I'm watching a sci-fi show on Netflix called Travelers. Okay. Actually, I need oh. to go. I need to go back and finish it because um, I'm about halfway through. I need to go back and um, kind of refresh my memory before I keep going. But it's set in this uh, this post-apocalyptic future mm-hmm. where these uh, these people who are they kind of like the time bureau from Legends, and they're tasked with going back and going back to certain moments and taking over the host body okay, of, like of these people. And they carry out these missions um, to ensure that the collapse of society from the future does not happen. Yeah, it's like 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 Quantum Leap. Yeah, yeah. And so that's kind of cool, though. Yeah, it's 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 a real it's a really interesting show. It's got got a couple comedy moments, but it's still mm-hmm. pretty serious. And even though there's an like an overarching plot to it. Each episode is still like its own individual thing mm-hmm. yeah. at the same time. So, like each episode will deal with a specific thing, and that thing, some episode, most of the time, deals with like the overarching plot mm-hmm. that they're dealing with. But they also have some like one-off episodes that are like funny and right. and whatnot. So it's, it's a pretty dope show. I'd encourage pretty much anyone to watch it. Mm-hmm. I'll enjoy it. Okay. Charmaine. Okay, um, one that I finished probably a couple of weeks ago um, on Netflix is called On On My Block. Uh, about the <laughs> uh, it's about these kids in high school because who doesn't love high school? You want to relive relive those days, but um, but yeah, it's like a yeah. quirky group of friends. They go through a tad bit of drama, and honestly, I thought it was just going to be something cute and fun, which it is. They have a lot of comedic moments um, on this show, but it uh, it does get serious. Um, it gets yeah. very real. It gets to, very to, not real. To step on your toes. It gets, it gets very like <laughs> when you're watching because it's only ten episodes, right? Yeah, it's very it's short. Only, it's, you can watch this. You can really binge quick it in a day. Like I binge most. Days. I binge most of it in a day. Nice. Yeah. Especially like, if you have a day where you're not doing anything at all, you could definitely watch finish this in one day. It'll definitely take you back to like the same feelings you have in high school of like yeah. your first crush or and you and your friend liking the same person. Liking and the same who, person. Who's gonna get the girl? Like nice. you, re, you get to revisit you, the the stress of. Oh, uh, I don't know if my crush is gonna call me, right? Or what if what if I run into them at the dance? Like, what's gonna happen? Like, it explores all of these things mm-hmm. while also being. It has well, a tad bit. There's like one part in there. It's it's a little bit kind of like a. It gives me like a Goonies type feel. 
like with okay. one I of the see, characters. Yeah. I can, yeah, okay. I can see, like, yeah. you know what yeah, I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, actually, that, that's and, actually, and he's yeah. actually he's one of my favorite char- characters. Yeah. I love him. He's funny, but he's kind of like on this like Goonies type adventure on his own. Nice. But um, but yeah, it's very comedic. It's funny, drama filled. Some real stuff happens, and towards the end, it's like, yikes. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. I so did we got, not expect that to happen, <laughs> but it's a, it is yeah. a very good show. I liked it. Can I give one more recommendation? Because I yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, I know I'm not the only person here who loves Key and Peele. Yeah. Have, mm, ha, yeah. Has anyone seen the new Predator? No. Okay, never. Mind. No, no, no. Because <laughs> uh, what's not the name is in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but that's not no, no, no. So uh, a show I just kind of I only watched because he was in it mm-hmm. is the Netflix show Friends from College. Oh, that I remember. That's been yeah. on my list for a while now. And like, I, just, I, I only watched it because Key was in it. I had no idea what it was about, if it was even going to be any good, yeah. whatever the case may be. And I got to say, it pleasantly surprised me, and it is every bit as funny as you could expect yeah, it to be. Yeah, I remember when you for, told me to watch that, and then we watched it together. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> it's, it, it's literally... A bunch of people who are adults, they were like, they've been friends since college and now they're adults, but they've, mm-hmm. they haven't like grown up <laughs> and they haven't actually like, they are, they have lives. Some of yeah. them are married. Some of them have kids and other responsibilities, Great but careers and all yeah, that. they, but like they themselves just have not actually grown up and it is absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. He is amazing in it. And I've been waiting for season two and nothing. <laughs> Yeah, because that was a while ago. It was last year. It came it. out in like April last year. Oh. James Rambo, this is uh, a segment in honor of you, sir. So you get the role of anchor. You get to bring us home. What would you recommend we watch? What's some good media out there? Uh, well, let's see. Um, so I just burned through all of Letterkenny on Hulu, which I really hey. appreciated. That was fucking phenomenal. That's on my list. I Dude. think I'm going to start that when I get home. It's in order to continue your employment at GGR, you have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Like, uh, it's, it's the funniest thing I've seen in years. It is, and to quote Mr. Rambo, it is a little bro-y. It has a, it's a little bro-y. It is. <laughs> but they, it's, we all know a guy or several that were bro-y in like high school or college. Mm-hmm. But then when you really get them like, out on the open road, they got some really smart shit to say. Mm. And they're really, really sharp. That's this show. Like the comedy is just it is it is on point and they can do lots of different things. It's not just a poop and fart joke show. It's <laughs> it's there's subtle comedy. There's a lot of different things going on. I'm I'm really impressed with it. Yeah. It uh, a good friend of mine. Um, if you look at the separate pieces of him, should all add up to douchebag, and he is one of the smartest, sweetest, kindest people I've ever met. Um, so say that to say like he is also a very broy dude. Um, but, uh, yeah, that show, that show, uh, the, the way I've been describing it to people is if Aaron Sorkin wrote a half hour sitcom about Hicks that live in Canada, Yeah, it's yeah. super quick. It's very witty. It's mm-hmm. really smart and funny. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome. But, um, I think I'm going to, I'm going to say the thing that I'm really excited about right now, which is the second season of Ozark just premiered on Netflix. If you haven't seen Ozark, um, that's in my queue. I watched that one and I liked it. Really? Yeah. I came to that show probably a good year or two late. 
Um, it stars Laura Linney mm -hmm. and uh, Jason Bateman. Um, if you like Breaking Bad, you need to watch Ozark immediately. That's what somebody told me. They were like, oh, you watched Breaking Bad, didn't you? I'm like, yeah. They're like, watch Ozark. There you go. <laughs> it's, it's really good. So we got, <laughs> to recap, Ozark, Letterkenny, we've got On the Block, we've got Friends from College. Friends from College. We've got Travelers. We've got Making It. Obviously, Luke Cage Season 2. Jessica yes. Jones, if you have not watched it, if you were like me and you were boycotting for some dumbass reason, watch the show. It's really good. I wrote a comic book that is essentially a film noir comic book. It's a hard-boiled P.I. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. this, is a, this is a film noir comic book. That's, it's a superhero film noir thing. She's a P.I., and mm -hmm. it's so well done in that P.I. fashion, in that old, like— mm -hmm. Humphrey Bogart style of film noir, except with a sassy yeah. white woman who's like, these are the <laughs> things that our modern aesthetic are stating, and yep. these are the things that are wrong. Mm -hmm. And like, it's it's just, it's smartly written. Yeah. I, I really like where it's going. I like what it has to say. I like that even though Kilgrave is a sympathetic character, Jessica Jones is like, nope, you're a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. And like, mm -hmm. does not back down from that at yep. all. Right. Even though she sees the horrible things that they did to him as a kid, she was like, nope, you're still nope. a piece of shit. Don't care. Nope. I don't, I don't care. Don't care. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very, very impressed. On a flip side, do not watch Insatiable <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> and here's why you shouldn't watch it, okay? For the first part, if, if you are of the modern aesthetic where fat shaming is a bad thing, don't watch it. You're, there's a shitload of that in this show. Oh, that show. Yeah. I, I, I watched the entire thing, and it wasn't a hate watch. I, I watched it and laughed at it at very, many points. Many points, it was really, really funny. Mm -hmm. But then there were parts that were funny because it was so fucking ridiculous it's basically like a um like a soap opera only less believable and then it gets to a really dark spot it gives mm. it gets really 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 dark and it is a complete tonal shift from the rest of the series mm -hmm. and you're at the end watching it and you're just like what the fuck just happened hmm. and it's like i don't know if there's going to be a season two and if there is i might watch it just to see how they get out of it but it's going to be one of those things where if i watch it and they do something stupid i'm going to be like you know what i no i'm done yeah. i'm done like we watched it because my wife is borderline obsessed with disney stars <laughs> oh yeah. And, yeah and debbie ryan is in it <laughs> okay. and like mm -hmm. it was and, and again it has its moments where it's really friggin' funny and it's really smartly written yeah but it has some things that if you are even going to be the slightest bit offended by things like fat shaming because mm -hmm. she's fat and then she gets her jaw broken and has to have it wired shut for six months and, and when she, she comes just, back she's skinny and she's I'm hot beautiful. and now she's like skinny as skinny as magic and you're just like all right i don't know about all that but yeah. like it's and like at one point there is a sassy black girl who shows up and she's a bigger girl mm -hmm. and all these people are supposed to be in their teens right she's like 35 and she's supposed to be playing like a girl that's going to emory and you're <laughs> like no you know you're not but like not only that she plays that like tired ass trope of like oh all black women are like magically gifted and can mm -hmm. tell you everything and uh, they know yep. everything and it's just uh, like yeah there's no depth with this character at all she just shows up and she's like i'm black so i know everything and i can fix all your problems white people and it's what like you need, girl it, you've seen it <laughs> obviously no, i haven't watched it yet. no i'm just i'm joking yeah that, that's how shallow this show is it's very shallow it's worth a cheap laugh like if you've got nothing else to do yeah watch it but honestly try to stay away from it yeah gotcha yeah, I think 
unless anybody else has got anything else that's pretty much it. Has anybody seen anything there where you're just like, nope, I'm done. I'm not watching this. <laughs> I couldn't finish the first episode of, um, I think it's called Superstore on NBC. Oh, yeah, the one where it's like Walmart or whatever. And I had three minutes left in the episode. <laughs> and I turned it and off. You stopped it with three top. <laughs> just out of spite. I was like, this is awful and I'm done. And I stopped it cold. Jeez. It's got a solid cast, super, very super talented story. people. I'm glad they're all getting work and they're all making money. That show is garbage. <laughs> At least the pilot was. All right, guys. I will stay clear of that show. Yes. Okay. <laughs> on on that note, we'll go ahead and, and wrap things up here. Thank you all for coming on. Uh, Mr. James Rambo, thank you for joining us after your shopping adventure. We appreciate you jumping sure, on. Man. Uh, check out James Rambo's art. Uh, it is on Etsy. It is art of James Rambo. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. He's on Instagram. He's on Facebook. He's a wonderfully talented man. Um, he is very erudite and well-spoken. This is why we have him on. Uh, oh, we'll, buddy. We will be taking him out on the road and getting some of his deep, dark secrets here very, very soon as we get his Welcome Aboard uh, episode uh, coming soon. Um, in fact, MC Brooks. Yes. When can we expect to see the overflow coming to GGR? I know there's an episode weekend, almost ready. Yeah, this weekend. This Ooh. weekend. I just I, it's it's done. I just haven't uploaded it. So I, gotcha. I just got to send it to you when I get home. Okay. Gotcha. It's done. But it's done. It's 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 right. coming. There you go. <laughs> um, Charmaine, you're not off the hook. I'm not. No, we no. we are going to ask you more questions. We're going to learn more about you too. Oh God. Because you're part of the team now. Yeah. Official, official. Yeah, it, it's yeah, official. Like, like for show, for show. It, it's for show. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> but guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm going to end you on something very, very fun. I want you to go to this website when you get a chance. Uh, oh. Mr. MC Brooks sent this to me. In fact, right now I got Led Zeppelin playing in the background. We're going to stop Led Zeppelin because this thing I'm about to do is going to blow your mind. Um, so MC Brooks and I like to distract each other and uh, keep ourselves from finishing work that we need to do yeah. by sending each other things that are going to keep us distracted. <laughs> so the website is themagicipod.com. And what it does is it's forever 2007 on this website. Yes. And what you do is you take songs. It gives you column A and column B. You pick one song and you mash it up with another song and it makes an incredible mashup because we are now going to have the mashup of the week on GGR Absolutely, as well. Yes. So we're going to give you the one that I found that worked really, really well. And it it, it shouldn't work really, really well. Um, but it did. And that's going to be X going to give it to you with Bring Me to Life by Evanescence. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes. Wait for it. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh. Wait for it. Y'all get it twisted. This rap shit is mine, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, fucking damn. <laughs> Fuck what you heard. It's what you hearing. Oh, wait for it. It gets so much better. Wait for it. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. X go give it to you. Fuck wait for you to get it on your own. X go deliver to you. Knock, knock. What is happening right now? Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to DGR Pirate Radio. My name is Mike Lunsford, and Evanescence and DMX are going to sing you out. Have a good evening.
This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy.